Peace, 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 family. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Blast Podcast. It is I, it is me, Brother DSP, your friendly neighborhood media personality. And um, I got an amazing guest today, uh, someone that I've known for a very long time. Um, I watched him grow up to be the man that he is today. Um, you're going to get the whole rundown, the whole story and everything in our conversation because the conversation was a vibe. Um, as I told you before, I got a good rapport with this guy. And um, you, you'll, you'll notice it in the conversation and the gems that he drops, um, the, the tips that he drops, the, the information that he drops on this conversation is fire. I mean, if, even if you're like someone just thinking about building a brand or, or um, ready to put your brand out there, listen to the things that he's talking about. And if you like the shit that he's kicking, man, give him a shout. He's going to let you know his contact info, how to get in contact with him on IG and on um, all the social medias and how to contact him personally. Um, just make sure you listen to the entire conversation because he's going to be dropping gems left and right. So huge shout out to my guy, uh, Mark Gonzalez, man, um, of A&D Sports Entertainment. Sports and Entertainment, I think it is. I'm not sure. Forgive me if I butchered that. But um, he's out there doing his thing, doing talent representation, brand management. I mean, he's out there bodying shit. So I, it was only right I got him on here. It's kind of long overdue. But um, ever since I saw him sign that um, talent representation deal with um, with uh, A&D, I was like, all right, I got to get him on here because now he's really, really killing it. And he, he fits perfectly into what what I like to represent on this platform. You know what I mean? Creatives. I mean, I know I was talking to a lot of artists prior, but now I'm, I'm switching it up a little bit. Like I got the brand management talent representation this episode. Last episode, I had the clothing line. Um, I'm seeing what I can do for the next episode. Um, I'll probably get another MC for the next episode. Stay tuned for that at the end of the episode to find out who the next guest is going to be. And um, I don't really want to talk that much. Like I said, this conversation was a vibe. Of course, I got to do my shout out. Shout out to my day ones, new listeners, erratic listeners, IG models, uh, BBWs, ballers, shot callers, players, pimps, nine to fivers, creatives, entrepreneurs, gamers, thickies, slim thick, fit thick, thick thick. How y'all doing? Thank y'all for listening. Rappers, singers, managers, producers, strippers, waiters, bus drivers, Uber and Lyft drivers, uh, painters, activists, social scientists, YouTube viewers, sanitation workers, hackers computer programmers, graphic designers, life coaches, social workers. I mean, just everyone out there doing their thing, man. And if you're doing your thing and uh, tuned in, thank you. Truly appreciate y'all uh, showing the brother love. And um, I'm going to continue to do my thing. One thing I wanted to plug real quick is my YouTube channel. Um, of course, um, it's Onslaught Multimedia, all caps, O-N-S-L-A-U-G-H-T. M-U-L-T-I-M-E-D-I-A. I've been uploading a lot of great content on there. Just trying to build the platform. Um, and uh, I'm going to start streaming next month. I'm going to start streaming in October. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm building it up. And hopefully I'm going to start getting... Um, I'm going to get... I'm going to do reaction videos. You know, basic YouTube things. Um, blogging. Of course, I'm going to have um, interviews on there. You know, I got to do my interview thing. Um, I'm looking to get a lot of big, 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 not, I don't want to say stars, but big, big, um, big influencers doing their thing on this platform. So it's, it's going to be a vibe because a lot of people are more inclined to um, do a visual 
and instead of just doing the audio because they don't know how the audio is doing with the visual, they can actually see who's watching and who isn't watching. You know what I'm saying? So with the YouTube, uh, with the YouTube uh, channel steadily building, getting new subscribers based off the new content that I've been providing, it, it's, it's a vibe. So please be sure to subscribe and turn on the turn on the notification by clicking the bell. So you can be updated on new content. Remember, that's Onslaught Multimedia. You'll see my face all over the channel. You already know the vibes. Um, what else I wanted to plug? Please check out my brother's channel, uh, Last Life Gaming Network. That's Last Life Gaming Network on YouTube. Doing his thing with the original content. Great stuff on there. Please be sure to tap into that. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter, Last underscore Life Gaming. And I believe he's also on TikTok. Let me check. Hold on. I believe he's on TikTok as well. So am I. It's under uh, T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, yes, I'm on TikTok. The Blast Podcast. And let me see if uh, my younger bro is on here as well. Yes, um, it's actually last underscore life underscore gaming. So please be sure to check that out, man. My brother's doing his thing in a major way. Tapping with him, also tapping with VOH Basketball. Um, that's VOH um, Basketball. It's the name of the channel. Subscribe to there. You'll hear me doing commentary. You'll see me interviewing people. Um, also, follow MOR Apparel. Oh, also follow VOH Basketball on Instagram. It's VOH Basketball. Straightforward. Also, follow MOR Apparel. MOR underscore apparel underscore US. They're, in, they're behind the scenes um, with the league. Uh, but doing the things with the uniforms and they also have their own clothing line mor apparel check out their website click the link in their bio whether it's in um instagram mor underscore apparel underscore us or on twitter mor apparel us um and click the link in the bio takes you straight to the website i believe they have sizes all the way up to 5x check out what they got they got some fire pieces there with more on the way um and i think that's all the plugs i need <laughs> now nah, let's get into this conversation man I don't want to talk too long um, We're going to get right into this conversation With uh, Mark Gonzalez It's a complete vibe Remember listen out for the gems You may even want to take notes Deadass <laughs> Alright be right back This is Ngung and we're vibing with the Blast Podcast Yo Del What's going on brother how are you I'm good, man. How are you, dude? What's going on? I'm good, man. I'm glad to finally, finally get you on the platform. I know, man. Congratulations to you, man. I love everything that you're doing. From Never Tuck Your Town to your podcast and watch you grow and keep going. So it's a pleasure to be here. Appreciate you, man. I know I know that your health hasn't been right. So the first, first thing I got to ask you, my brother, how are you feeling, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling all right, man. The first... Um, so I got, I got test, I tested positive on Friday mm -hmm. and, um, the first two days were just like a head cold, you know? Okay. So, so mm -hmm. since the middle of Sunday to now, I've been kind of symptom free. Thank God. Nice. Um, a lot different from the first time I had it, which was more respiratory and lung issues and lung capacity and moving around and feeling fatigued. So. Two different sides of the spectrum, but all in all, I'm ha I'm healthy. So thank you. Yeah, man, that, that's that's what matters at the end of the day. Because I mean, you said you got hit twice within like five months, right? Yeah. So I, I got yeah, it. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, I went down to Florida back in like March and 
came back up with a nice gift. And, oh, yeah. Okay. You went to Florida. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I know it was kind of bad out there. So, yeah. Yeah. During that, during that one period. Yeah. So I went down there uh, to St. Petersburg, which is a beautiful area. Of course. And, yes. And, you know, uh, down there was just like, uh, just their, their own, they're in their own country down there. You know, they do what they want. <laughs> they do what they want. You know, they're, that's a fact. So we went down there and uh, we we can't you know we try to take the protocols as much as possible, but only so much you can do. That's a fact. And um, you know, so it's it's pretty much the landscape we're in now. <clears throat> a lot of stuff going on back and forth about you know about COVID and whether it's political or medical, however it is. I just uh, I just preach I, to everybody: what, take care what, of yourself. I can say for a fact. I know it's real. It's not a hoax. Right. I, I've known several people that got it. I know some people that died from it. So, yeah, it's real. Yeah, it's very real. So, I just preach uh, I preach uh, health to everybody, you know? Oh, yeah. You've always, you've always been on your, your healthy shit, though. Like, you've always been, like, working out and all that, which, we, which we're about to get into, my friend. Because right. I think, like, if, if we talk about what you did in the past, it'll make so much sense as to why you're doing what you're doing now. Like, cause they, they'll know that I've known, we've, I've known you since you were a kid, you know what right, I mean? Right, so right, right. like, I've seen you grow up, seen you become the man that you are now. So I was like, yo, if I start off with, you know, you playing sports, you, you being involved with music, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so it all like, ties together, man. It, it, that's, that's why I wanted to like, go back to your youth, like, when you first started getting into sports and then when you started getting into music, you know what I mean? So my thing is like, what I want to start with is what was your favorite sport growing up? Favorite sport growing up was basketball. For sure. Okay. Okay. See, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to jump to the conclusion to be like, yeah, it was basketball. Right. Because I know you, you played other sports, but it was, it was hoops for you because like you played all the way up to high school. Correct. Yep. Yep, played all the way up through high school, and um, yeah, it was for the most part that's just been that was just my life once I got introduced to it. Um, probably around you know 10, you know, yep, yep, and just changed over from baseball to playing hoops, and it was kind of my life, yeah, man. Because I mean, you 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 went to states, right? Yeah, went to states, yeah, went to. Went to state championships with um Stefan and Chris and my boy Steve and a few other yes. good teammates uh back in North uh North Rockland, the yes. seven stage where we lost to Mount Vernon, um, which had a, a couple good who had a couple good players on that team that ended up going um that ended up going pro at one point. I mean they yep. had Kevin Jones and yep. I forgot exactly what the other guy's name was, but for sure, man, basketball was a big part of growing up. Yes, yes, and and of course, we have to get into the music. Huge shout out to my brother Bravo, yes. Last Life Gaming Network, and all that. But yes, NITG, right? Yep. That was, was that yep. was that was that the very, <laughs> was that the very first rap crew you were a part of? Um, I, I yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, because I, I know, I know, I know. Later on, big shout out to um AE. I believe that's his name, AE. Right. He 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 had his crew right. that you were a part of as well. Well, the very first time that I actually rapped was at the Havistraw Day Camp 
And when I thought I was a singer and my boy, rest his soul, Jason Black, came up to me. Oh, R.I.P. And R.I.P. Yeah, and he, he had wrote the first verse with me, kind of getting me to kind of, he's like, look, it's the same thing about singing. You just speed it up, add some more. But I think like, he was like, I think you're done with that singing. At the time, my voice had changed. It was like, just when <laughs> my voice was changing, he's like, nah, it's a done deal. So Yeah, you can't hit them keys no nah, more. Nah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So he taught me how, basically taught me how to flow, man. And uh, from there, you know, with your, bro- with your brother Bravo, man, that's my guy. That's how I also, Jason Black was a part of that whole crew growing yes, up sir. too. Yes, um, sir. Karaoke machines in the basement. Yes, and, talk about it, bro. Man, I tell you what, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I have to, I, I was explaining to my girl the other day that like, you, you guys played a very big paramount into work ethic when it came down to me growing up. You know, I had... Mm, appreciate you, like, bro. I had, I had you and Bravo across the street, and when it came down to playing ball, like, I, I used to ask you through the window, Dell, can you come down and, like, Yo, you know, drill me up? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Trust me, I remember, bro. You know, so, <laughs> so I, had, I had gotten drills from you and understood work ethic behind actual talent because I wasn't, like, the most gifted talented person i was just a big dude that could move yeah that's so, one thing i i remember telling you i was like yo just make sure you practice bro yeah just make sure you practice yeah so getting drilled um from sports from a couple good people my father tony yep. the jesus was always a big one too yep. i mean he was always making me little chris like um run drills before we were even allowed to play pickup games with our friends nice so Work ethic was always a big thing for me as far as doing things behind the scenes. And that's one thing that your brother instilled when he like took all of us under his wing and kind of shown like, look, it's going to be in order to get ahead of the other crews that are doing stuff over here, we got to put the work in. And that means like 3 a.m. recording sessions going from making the beat on EJ to (laughs) rendering it and recording it against the microphone to putting it on the cassette and being able to do the double cassette. Like there was, he was engineering before pro tools was coming out just on the strength of flipping cassettes, you know? Yep. Let them know. So we we got history. (laughs) Yeah, man. It was a big, that was a big, big thing, man. That uh, uh, music was a huge thing. So music and sports just kept me, kept me going throughout my childhood you know and would you say what you went through at at your childhood is why you are where you are now you're like you know what i can't you know give up on sports excuse me i can't give up on sports i can't give up on music because that's my life yeah definitely i mean i it it plays a big role because it's all i know and like Mm. You know, okay. it's, it's something I went to school for. And then I went back and did business. And then, you know, I was tying it together. The times when like IAR was open and I took classes over there and tying it to the times that I was in college and understanding a lot of music. But I always had business acumen. Yes. And I think that's um, something that I always wanted to be a part of was like the the behind the scenes representation of talent or you know, understanding talent a lot, you know, and like really watching it build up, you know? So I think that's helped me a lot because I wasn't the best rapper and I wasn't the best 
basketball player, but I put the work in in both of them to really get better, you know? And you always had an ear, bro. Right, right. You knew what a really good song sounds like or supposed to sound like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like that, you understand that. Yeah, I mean, that had to do a lot with Bravo and A-Dash, man. Like, yes, yes. They, they yes. are two dudes that molded, yes. molded me and molded my mind when it came down to making songs. Like, yes. your brother is probably the best dude I know when it comes down to thinking of a catchy hook, you know? Yep. Yep. And he always had that, and A-Dash always instilled in me lyricism and and how to break down a song. So wow. I had some really good yeah, mentors great teacher, growing man. up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to A-Dash and Bravo. For, yeah, real, for real. For real. But now, now let's get into what you're doing now, bro, because what I've seen you've been doing, you've been doing great things. Like, I remember when I first seen that you were a manager, like, I had no idea that's what you were doing now. But then I seen that um, you were promoting Sky Daddy yep. at the time. And I was like, wait a minute. Mark's in the managing world? I was like, wait a minute. I got to ask him this. Like, how did you get involved in that? It wasn't like something that you were like, you know what? I'm just going to throw throw my hat in this. Find me a, a, a ta- find me talent. And I'm just going to go. Or was, was it like someone like told you, yo, I think you'll be good at this? Yeah, well, at the time, I always knew that I wanted to be in talent representation, man. And it really like, Oh, okay. So it really struck to me. Cause I never knew like in order to be a sports agent, you had to go to law school in order to be like an, an agent in general, they would make you go to law school. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to law school to, yeah, that's, to that's represent talent. <laughs> so, so at the time when I was, uh, I had just left like healthcare and I switched over to sales and wall street and I knew exactly what my idea was i was gonna like go into the city get like a sales job on wall street and then really understand the aggressive side of marketing and sales Mm -hmm. and so i was meeting with a friend of mine who was starting a liquor company at the time and in the background uh it was a rum company and in the background of the of the meeting he had some music playing and on the ipod came a song by sky daddy called Tell me I'm crazy. And the okay. first the first verse in there was fix me up some rum, baby. I'm calling in. So at the time it clicked to me because we were talking about rum. The song stood out. And I'm like, wow, this song is actually really dope to kind of tie it together. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, this is actually a friend of mine. And like everything came together from that. I was just like a big fan of the band. And at the time I was looking to break into music and you know, they were, they were really looking for somebody to help them to kind of push over the edge. And I had these different ideas. And that's when I linked with Tom Clancy and Dave Hines, who are the two people who started Sky Daddy before they added on um, Pat and Joe, who are mm-hmm. the singer, uh, who are saxophone and drummer. But it was it, it was just like a it was almost like a match at the time because I knew Yeah, I was gonna say that that was like fate right there, bro. Yeah, yeah. It came it came really and it became really like a, a really close family at the time, you know, and it was like, let me just do the legwork for you guys. You guys understood they understood marketing, but they wanted to focus more on music and I'm like, music, Look. yep. So and then because of that relationship I had, that was my way of starting to break into entertainment because mm-hmm. at the time I had gotten a job doing uh, as a book, uh, helping with the helping booking agents 
at CEG Presents, okay. which is a, a, a big promoter company in the city that handles a lot of the jam bands and rock bands that come into New York City. Nice. So, so that working with them helped me understand a lot of like contract negotiations, how sponsorships get to, um, twisted into concerts, mm-hmm. how door deals are done, how how deals are done just in general when it comes to dealing with other talent and their representation. Got you. So it really helped me understand a lot. And that's what so, yeah, you, 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 it, it gave you a really great look into like behind the scenes, like behind the curtain and all that. Yeah, it did, man. I got some really good exposure with that. I, I, I was able to work like there's a huge band called fish and I was able to work some of their, um, their New Year's Eve parties when they came into Manhattan. Um, oh, so like the live production and all that. Right. Um, more of the promotion and handling, like okay, the handling, managing street teams and handling the, oh, the, okay. the parties. Yeah, yeah, the marketing side. Got right. you, got so you, got at you. the time, I was still like getting my foot in the door. And then, uh, you know, I got introduced to a lot. You know, the, I did a fir- my first show I helped put together at the Apollo and... It was it was pretty dope. Once that I saw the level of where it was at, I realized that the way venues do business are not far off to where small bars do business. Oh, when, not at all. You know, it's probably a lot more money, but it's not it's not far off. Yeah, and you know, the same hustle, the same grit, the same yep. um, tenacity yep. comes with both with selling both shows. Yep. So taking that kind of helped me bridge into you know, um, a lot more opportunities to get involved in marketing. And, you know, that's where, that's where I've been peeling off to now, you know, that was like the start of the music stuff. Um, once the music thing started opening up opportunities for me to get involved with concerts, I got involved with production and understanding. How was, how was, how was that side of things? Like putting together like shows and all that. Cause you just said that, um, you did your very first one at the Apollo. That's that's big. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was cool at the um this was the oh man, uh this was the Otis Redding tribute. Um and this Oh had, wow, that's major, bro. Yeah, and it was my first time working with some big agents at the time. We had Aloe Black on the lineup, we had Kelly Rowland on the lineup, Whoopi Ooh. Goldberg was hosting. So we had, it was a that's really serious. nice lineup. Yeah, and it was yeah, my first serious. time getting involved with something to that magnitude. Wow, that, wow, that, that right there, that's crazy. Otis Redding tribute, at, and now you said that was at the Apollo, right? Yeah, it was at the Apollo, the world famous arena, man. That's crazy, right here in New York, right here in Harlem. Yeah, what other, um, whatever, what other uh, shows you helped put together? Uh, so when I was with CEG, we, mm-hmm. I, I take that, I took, after that experience, I took that experience and I wanted to get more into production to understand oh, yeah. uh, understand the show. Mm-hmm. So I got into production and I worked on some really big things. Like um, we worked on the Wadden Food Fest down in New York City, which was, okay. well, you know, so understanding more of like the festival landscape. Like I went yeah. from concerts now into festivals and bigger things. So I've worked on the Jack Daniels number seven house down in North Car- uh, North Carolina when it was for all-star weekend. Um, yeah. Which included a show with um, big boy 
and had features from like Glenn Robinson. It was pretty cool, man. And then like That's exposed fire, me to a bro. lot of big things. And you and you got to meet some of this, these people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, a lot of times that comes with the territory when it comes down to production. You're in the same, you know, whether you're whether you're putting together um, the show with the artist and kind uh -huh. of understanding how they want their light show done or how they want the backdrops wow. made. Wow. Okay. So like you're really like you're basically hand in hand, an earshot within these artists and all that. Yeah, I mean a lot of. A lot of them have representation that you of course, deal with, of course. But you know, it's only you you meet them in crossing, and you know, you get to when you're in down in green rooms and you're able to talk to them like that. You know, it's like, but at the same time, you know, everything is always business. You know, business, of course, of course. At the so, end of the day, that's what it's about. Absolutely. So we, you know, on, on the strength of just talent representation, my idea of being with them, where I was, you know, like. Whether no matter who I was around, I was always trying to find out who was representing them or who who was who was on their side on their marketing or who was the tour manager production that I always wanted to meet the people behind the scenes because that would help me to the next level. I've always had the big goal of you know running marketing and agency work and talent representation yeah, all absolutely. on my own. So I knew that meeting the right people through these through whether it was celebrities or just big name brands were going to get me um, into the right doors. Yeah, man, that's, you know? that's, that's, that's dope. Is there any like brands that you've worked with that are like huge? Yeah. So man, you know, when I first got, I first got a, um, my opportunity to work with brands through just one-offs with productions. So mm -hmm. um, I worked with Lego for Legoland when they were coming out. And they had wow. their first press conference. I had I worked with the the Zone and Eddie Hearn, uh, putting together their first what? press conference yeah. out in the city, and actually um, helped produce the um, the conference with Anthony Joshua and I can't even think of the fighter at the time. But um, um, was it Tyson? No, no, it was um, it was a, it was like a. Con it was like a Czechoslovakian guy, but at the time, Dylan White was like the person that people were trying to push against him. Trying to push, yes, okay. So he had he was in the building and he had like jumped on stage and made a thing. But yo, that was your production. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was oh, a design boxing event that we did out in New York City, and it was cool, man. It was like, and we kind of took, you know, that was my first introduction to them, and they ran a a nice campaign for them and, you know, um, getting to understand how that worked was pretty cool. I got to work, um, on with an RJ Reynolds tour, which was pretty cool. RJ Reynolds is the big tobacco company that oversees everything from American spirits to, I believe Marlboro. And, you know, it was like, yeah, they're big, they're big money. They're big old money, you know? So yeah. Yep. They, I'm glad you said that too. Old money. Yep. Yeah, big old money. So what what's what in my line of work, there's something called an activation. And that means when a brand activates at a certain festival or a concert, they have they buy a footprint kind of like a sponsorship table at a smaller, at a smaller scale. Think of somebody buying a sponsorship table. But we're thinking now we're putting together sponsorships for big things, 40, 40 double deck tiny houses big stages all mm -hmm. for these 
offer these consumers for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of consumers to go in and out of that and actually experience the brand. So that's a whole big thing of experiential marketing. And that's what I've been in now. I've been blessed to work with, you know, um, my recent one was Toyota and Toyota was a big one. Yeah, I handled the um, production of Toyota and USA Olympics before COVID came down and shut down the whole tour. That 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 was what last year, right? Yeah. So the preliminaries oh, leading up to the leading up to crazy. the yeah lead, the preliminaries leading up to to the Olympics to the Olympics. Bro, All that would the been Toyota beautiful. man. It was great. It was a great time, man. We had it. We had it routed. We were going down to NASCAR. We were doing the speed skating events. We were doing the Paralympics. Um, figure skating snowboarding we were doing all of the winter olympics and covid came and shut us down i remember just being down in atlanta where the headquarters were and you know watching the whole thing with rudy gobert and and realizing just starting to talk to the people that were involved and the stakeholders within the campaign yeah yeah and i know i know that must have Pissed them off that whole COVID thing. Yeah, man. So, oh man, bro, that would have been an amazing campaign. Yeah, it was. It was really good, you know. Um, and after that got shut down, I kind of like wanted to pivot more to, um, going back to talent representation and the athletic okay. market, you know, mm-hmm. while still keeping my ear to doing experiential. I really love experiential. I really love putting brands together with their consumers and really helping them experience you know i think a lot of times brands look at sponsorship stuff and let's say for instance voh right you have you have people who want to send sponsorships and just want to say you know let me put my sponsorship and put my logo on the backdrop of something Mm -hmm. but that really isn't giving you a roi on what you want to deliver what you want to do yes Yes. So what I do is I want to show these brands the experiential way of doing things where you actually engage with your consumer. So if I am, let's say, for instance, um, if I'm a sports doctor and I have and I want to promote or sponsor myself at an event, let's say at, at a basketball league, I wouldn't just give my logo and say, okay, put it all over the place because people aren't going to register your logo with what the product or the services you deliver. Very true. Very true. So what I do creatively is I, I think of ways now let's take the same said sports doctor and massage therapist. Let's say he offers all these services and he goes out and he says, Hey, Brett, I want to um, market my service and my product at your league. And this is my idea to do it. I'm going to take out a 20 by 20 area of space in the venue. I'm going to block it off and we're going to call it the stretching station. And we're going to put different assets in there and different things that people could use to stretch, to foam roll, to, to get their body warmed up to, to whatever it is. Yeah. Now you're thinking, okay, this this um whole area this whole stretch area is prov- is provided by this sports doctor and now sports that the guy. people yeah, who yeah. are yep. looking at it 
Now the people who are going, the players that are going to stretch over there, there's something as simple as that clicks in their head where they think stretching and they think some type of physical release within, uh, they think of your brand on yep. there. So that's really what activating is. And that's really where sponsorships come in big time. And that's, that's my big goal of like helping brands really touch their consumers in that way. So you're pretty much like for brands, you're like the bridge between them and the consumer. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Because what you just explained there is very important for anyone that has a brand, because if you have a brand, particularly like a service-based brand, you definitely want to get in contact with the consumer. And like that idea right there with the stretching station, like you said, they'll see the brand and be like, yo, that's fire that this sports doctor like took his time out and gave us foam rolls or just an area period right. where we can stretch. You know exactly. what I mean? They'll remember that doctor. Exactly. So that's the difference. You know, that's what people have to start to understand when they're buying and, and getting into these sponsorships. Sponsorships yep aren't so cookie cutter like you you have to really understand your target and you have to really understand why you're putting yourself and partnering up with the event that you're going to be at you know so as these athletes get older or they pull in their hamstring what are they going to think about damn i need to call that doctor who had that stretching station with exactly 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 bro (laughs) it's it's a way of thinking when it comes to marketing you know and like you know i enjoy it now i I deal with brands and i also deal with athletes and which is pretty cool yes which i want to get into next because i seen that it was early this year you signed with a and d sports entertainment yeah a and d sports and entertainment shout out to what what is your role there let let the let the people know what you do there. That's I know it's talent representation, right? Just right. on the athletic side. Right. So my role there, I'm the director of sponsorships and I handle the sponsorship and partnership opportunities for our athletes and make sure that their strategy is, is aligned to best put them in positions to get more sponsorships and more opportunities. Oh, so basically you're doing the same thing you've been doing. It's just you're doing it on the athletic side and doing it for the athlete. Right. The athlete is the brand. Right. Exactly. So Got you. you get to understand these athletes on a different level. You get to understand and, and get to know them on, find out their interests, find out what their life is like off the field or off the court, what, um, what charities they're involved with, what their background is like, because those are the things that are going to help them gravitate to sort of brands so let's say i let's say i have an athlete that likes to fish on the off season now going talking to a live bait shop around their hometown for their off season where they could do a meet and greet or some type of partnership to help bring awareness to that bait shop and at the same time get free whether it's baits rods floaters, whatever it is they need to fish, that's a part that right there is a partnership that works. Yes. You know? It works for both parties involved. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's um it's really it's really fun. It's a real grind, man, because you really have to the turnover for athletes is so quick. You know, one second yes. they could be on a team, you start getting the plan together, and next thing you know, they got traded, they got released, they want to go 
play at another league. You know, it's so much can happen. You know, athletes and musicians are very similar when it comes down to career paths. Yes, absolutely. I think that's why they get along so well, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, musicians want to be athletes. Athletes want to be musicians. Facts. You know, and, uh, you know, it's important, too. I mean, it's important that that these athletes take this, um, take branding and take their own personal marketing real serious because the window for a career for an athlete is very small. Yes. So what you do after that can not only help you set you up after your career, but also set up what the next of kin, you know, what your That's kids are doing. You know, your kids grow up to be athletes and and the, the partners that you have had all these times could fall down to them. You know, that's why this whole, with the Supreme Court ruling about, you know, a couple months ago in regards to name, image, and likeness. Yeah. That was a big thing, you know. That's but, a huge thing, especially now, bro. Yeah, you know, it, you, it really doesn't, it, you really have to be strategic with it. It, it is going to help. Um, certain athletes and certain organizations, you know. I'm glad I'm glad that you said that because people think that it's gonna be a free for all for all the athletes. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's no. only gonna be for like those standout athletes. Like some of those guys that are in high school right now, they can actually start building that brand through all these different avenues like ball is life or just using social media, period. Yeah. Um and then once they get to college if they're that guy, like if they're that alpha on their team, then yeah, they there's the sky's the limit for those guys. But if you're just a regular dude, like a walk on or something like that, or you're like the the seventh or eighth guy, you're not gonna make bread like that. Yeah, nah, and you know that's the one thing too. Like a lot of these, a, a lot of the lower tier players, I don't want to say it like that, but a lot of the lower level players, um, that that aren't the alphas on their teams or aren't in top tier organizations like the Alabamas I have to understand, right? If if uh it's real easy to get followers now for these kids. Yeah. So but that's what the brands want to see. So they're like, if this kid has five thousand to ten thousand followers, right? Just off the strength of him knowing himself and promoting himself, whatever it is, and you take a sour deal just because you want to see some money and a brand pays you like no, let me give you like a hundred bucks or I'll send you, uh, uh, let me give you a hundred bucks. If you post this on your thing, on your social site twice yeah. to you, you're like, okay, I'll take the hundred bucks. But to the brand, they're making out like a bandit because they're yes, like, they are. we're targeting. We, we already saw your audience and your followers. So we're for a pennies on the dollar. We're going to get in front of a specific audience that we wanted to get in front of anyways. Anyway. Yep. And more intimately than we would if we digitally marketed on a blast scale or we're trying to get a commercial going. Like, yep. you know, so athletes, younger athletes have to really be careful with this approach because you're going to dilute yourself. What's the yes. point of doing like a bunch of like, oh, I'm going to do this $200 deal here, $400 deal here. You don't really understand the value that you have and on top of that, the value you can have if you constantly get involved with community events, talk medias, about it, bro. Talk about it, bro. And podcasts, like, yeah, you could have ten thousand followers, no problem. Like, 
I I didn't seen it, and I I didn't seen it on the artist side. Yeah, where like I've booked artists that have sixty thousand followers on Instagram and can't sell out a venue with fifteen hard tickets in New York City. Talk about it, bro. So talk about it. <laughs> so you're not really bringing money to the tables and the stakeholders in the whole situation. Nobody wants to deal with somebody who can't. Like there are followers and there are fans. Yeah. And what you need, what people need to do, whether you're a musician or an athlete or a company, is you need to turn those followers into fans. And the only way you're going to do that is being genuine and really engaging with them. Yes. You know that's that's bars. That's bars right there. Well, you just dropped some gems right there. <laughs> you know, it's it's the truth, man. A lot of times, like you you should be engaging with people amongst your community you should be engaging with the fans that really want to see you like you you need to find out whether you're on the artist side you need to find out where your plays are being played and you need to go to that city and make an effort to to engage with those fans on an you know on a more intimate level the same thing with athletes is like you have all these followers and fans from from the organizations you need to be Putting, getting engaged in the schools that are around there, you know, signing jerseys, showing these kids that their hard work is justified because you were once in their situation. Like, yep. and that's how you build a following. And that's how you get engaged, a, a genuine following. And that's how you engage. Same thing with brands. That's why brands activate. Those are the differences with the brands that are around and run true good marketing campaigns and those that don't understand what marketing really is and think that, oh, we have great marketing because we have a high number of people on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, our, that, our, yeah, that's, that's you got to so do true. it right, you know? So my whole life has just been surrounded about making things going from smaller and making it to the biggest potential as it came. And it really, yeah, if you reverse engineer it, if you yeah, reverse thing, engineer it, it's like the same work ethic as it was when I was a kid to get better yes. in anything. Yes. But that's why I had to bring up the past mm-hmm. so they can see that it's, it comes all full circle. You know what I mean? For One sure. thing I wanted to give you kudos on, which I gave you kudos on before, but I wanted to get it on record. When you had put together the uh, event with Brett and Z with the uh, Santa in a Globe, man. Oh, that was cool, man. That that right there was fire. When I saw that idea, I was like, it was still safe. The kids were able to see Santa. Like it was super yeah. smart, bro. It was great, man. We did that. That was um man, I, I don't want I, I don't I don't want to say exactly who the company was for, but that was like a bigger creative idea that we had that I had a, with another company that I brought with the idea of bringing it to back to the community. You know, that's dope. And, um, you know, working with bread and working with Z and, um, the people at good roots, good roots. Yeah. Shout out to them. Um, and helping putting it together. I really loved it too. I mean, like, yo, like dude, some of those really good time. You, you, you have no idea. Like they were so happy, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's that, that's the experience, you know, that's that you can't take that away from that. Like, Nope, not at all. You know, you, you, you still have adults that feel like that when they get experiences, like when they go to 
they're when they when sports are starting and they're going to see the Giants and you know I mean or, or the Jets whoever you're a fan of and yeah that that inner kid inside of them that fanship where they're painting their face and they're going yes. to tailgate and they're going <laughs> like that's the same energy that the kids feel when they see Santa Claus yes you know that that just pure joy and it's important to tap into that when you dealing with fans and you're engaging with your people, that's, those are the emotional attachments you want to build in order for a long-term success, you know, because they, they don't forget things like that. No, no. You know, one of the, anytime, anytime I've ever been, if I sat down, I could list it. I could remember the times that I've been captivated and like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Those are the times that you should be tapping into people, you know, and it's like, um, and, you know, props to everybody that puts in the effort to make sure that their brand is like that. You know, I mean, when we did the, the Santa, um, Santa and the globe, like that was a real strategic effort to make sure that we weren't, that we were COVID compliant and we were making it safe. Like, I don't think we're going to go back to like, Parents aren't going to be so easy to hand no. off their kid. You're right. You're but, absolutely right, bro. It's not going to be like that. I don't know if it'll ever go back or it's not It's not going to be for a while, bro. Yeah, you know? So, like, that is a huge ordeal to be able to to bring that energy. And I hope that we'll be able to do it again um, yeah, on a yearly sure. basis because, and make it bigger. Because, I mean, think about it. Last year, the mall didn't even have Santa Claus, bro. Bro, and when they did... And the ones that did had Santa, like the kids were like 10 feet from Santa. 10 feet. Of, yes. Yeah. It was like with here, there was a way where, you know, like Santa Claus was able to touch the kids. Touch hands the kids. And, yeah. And they could have got close. It, it was, it was just beautiful all around. man. Oh, it was a good time. We had, we had, uh, um, we had the toys out and they were wrapped in gifts and, and, and shout out to, Shout out to my girlfriend Brittany who helped me wrap these gifts like day in and day out, like just trying to get this together. It was a full time effort, man. And that's like having people dress up as elves to come out and help too. Like, yeah, that's that was a, fire, man. A full on experience, you know. Yep. It was a good time. Good time. Yeah, I man. hope I can do it again. Brother. But hey, man, we had a great combo. I, I don't have any more questions, man. You, you answered them all. You even gave me a little more, which I truly appreciate. Yo, um, let them know how they can find you, and um, if you have anything else, anything else you want to touch on or shout anybody out, uh, now's the time, brother. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I'm on Instagram, so you can find me mostly on, on any platform. Find me on LinkedIn, uh, Mark Gonzalez, or Instagram, Mark Gonzo. Twitter, same thing, Mark Gonzo. I'll be happy to answer any questions anybody has as far as sponsorships and marketing or how to get involved with sports marketing. Um, and I want, you know, I want to shout out everybody that's been, that I grew up with that is doing their thing. And that includes you with the podcast and how you building your platform and, and giving a platform for people like me and artists and other people to come and share their story, to relate to other people. Um, you know, and your brother Bravo doing the same thing with last life gaming and, um, that's it, man. Shout out to the people that I grew up with because everybody seems to be doing well. And then on top of that, everybody's healthy. And that's yes, all that matters. Yes, 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 brother. That's so. a fact. Everyone is healthy, especially during this crazy ass shit. You, my friend, stay healthy, man, because two times in five months, I couldn't deal. 
You know what I'm saying? But glad to, glad you were able to come on. You sound good, man. It's the turmeric, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, get on your turmeric. Get your turmeric. Yo, man. health is wealth, man. You know what I'm saying? Get your sea moss. Get your sea moss, man. You know what I mean? Get I, right, my dude. I appreciate you, D, man. And um, I look forward to hearing more from you. Thanks for having me. You already know, brother. You be safe out there. I'll talk to you soon. You already. Man, oh man, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Like I said, man, Mark dropped tons and tons of gems. Don't undervalue yourself. Know your worth. That that was the the um pretty much the theme of this conversation. Know your worth. Don't undervalue yourself. Don't undermine your own value. You know, and I'm glad that he said it because you guys know I'm always with the creators. You know, I was always like, yo, make sure you protect your IP, know your worth. That that's that's one thing I always, always push to the creators, whether they're artists, producers, anyone that's dealing with intellectual property. I'm telling them like, yo, make sure you got your shit on point because it's not, it's not, um, it's not right for you to undervalue what you're doing because no one else can do what you do. So, huge shout out to my guy Mark Gonzalez. Make sure you follow him, man. And if you if you are someone that's out there trying to do work, holla at Mark. He knows what he's doing. You heard his credentials. Holla at that man for real. And this is not me trying to plug a friend of mine. This is me being genuine. And look, you heard what he said. You like if you got ears and you have a mind and you can comprehend what he was saying, you know that he knows what the fuck he's doing. So please get in contact with him, man. He can he can really help your brand. You know what I'm saying? And serious inquiries only. Don't call him trying to pick his brain and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, really do work because he's got the talent. You heard the people that he's worked with. You know what I'm saying? People that you probably only seen on TV. So he was shout out to my guy, Mark Gonzalez. Truly appreciate you pulling up to the show. This was probably... One of my favorite episodes this year. You know what I'm saying? And I don't normally say that, but I really enjoyed this episode because all the information that was put out there. Like, no one can say that, oh, I didn't know, or this and that. Nah, my man Mark really laid down the information for everybody out there to know. You know what I'm saying? So huge shout out to my guy, Mark. Um, Got to announce the uh, next guest. Huge shout out to my guy, Fly Guy Impulse out of Catskill, New York. Yeah. Yeah, Catskill, New York. I mean, I'm going, I'm going into New York. I'm not, I'm not playing. I told y'all, yo, I'm gonna start looking for artists outside of Rockland County. Um, I believe Catskill is still in um, Hudson Valley. I just think they're upper Hudson Valley, closer to um, like they're in Greene County, and I think Greene County is like upper Hudson Valley. Yeah, Catskill's Greene County. Um, huge shout out to Catskill, everyone in Greene County. Um, I'm trying to see if Greene County is considered Hudson Valley. Um, Greene County, New York. But yeah, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I'm going, I'm, I'm trying to get everybody and everyone in New York, man, because it's not, I'm trying to make this more than just a region thing. I'm trying to make this statewide. You know what I mean? People reach out to me. Um... Outside Outside of New York as well But my main focus was to get Poppin' in um, New York Try to get uh, 
trying to get the um, this region of New York popping. You know what I mean? Um, yes, it's south of Albany. You you actually gonna hear us discuss that? That's funny. You're gonna hear us discuss that um, on the show. Like I was like, yo, that's near Albany, right? So it, I think it is Hudson Valley. Um, huge shout out to Greene County. Huge shout out to the Catskill City. Um, like it's a vibe, bro. It's a vibe. I'm 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 excited to have him on the show. We we were trying to get this popping for a while. You know what I mean? We've been trying to get this pop, but his schedule, him and my schedule were conflicting, and it was hard. But um, we got it done, bro. We got it done. Yes, Green County is Upper Hudson Valley. It is Upper Hudson Valley. He is the next guest. The guy's nice. Um, he's an MC. Um, I went back to the artist, of course. I'm going to see if I can still switch it up, but, you know, I'm, I got to represent the artist, especially if he's an artist representing uh, 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 a region in New York that's often overlooked. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm here filling that void, giving my giving these brothers and sisters, all these creatives, uh, space to where they could come on and tell their story. You know what I'm saying? Um, of course, I'm heading out of here. Um, I don't want to talk too much. We, me and Mark body that conversation. Um, please be sure to check out my playlist on Spotify. GR845 on Spotify. It features a lot of the talent from the 845 region just the 845 region i don't have anybody from 914 i don't have anybody from the green county up there yet but i'm thinking about creating a playlist called friends of the show and it's going to feature um tracks from the guests i had on my show um i believe it's the right thing it's also a great way to promote the podcast as well but um please be sure to check out gr845 on spotify um i'm looking to try and get it on um Apple Music, I just got to see uh, what I have to do on that side of things. So um, please be sure to check out that playlist, man. Um, I'm out of here. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram. That's at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And um, I'm out of here. Thank y'all for listening. Please be sure to tune in next Sunday with uh, my guy, Fly Guy Impulse, pulling up, representing Greene County, Catskill, New York. I'm out of here. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.